Welcome to the Art of Personal Leadership, a Multiplier's Leadership Podcast. I'm Emily James, founder and director, and your podcast host. Together, we're learning to lead ourselves well so we can lead others better. So let's go. You would have noticed that we've changed our name from Multipliers Minutes to the Art of Personal Leadership. It's something that as we launched into 2021 and where we see Multipliers Leadership going along with things like MyGrowthTrack.com, we just really believed that the Art of Personal Leadership was a name that meant more about what this podcast really is. It's a place where you can develop as an individual, where you will see personal grows and that you will be able to lead others better because of it. So that's the name change. We hope that you enjoy this episode of The Art of Personal Leadership. Hey, and welcome to episode two of our Reclaiming Your Life series. Uh, This is actually a series that comes from our online coaching program available at mygrowthtrack.com. Reclaiming Your Life is a coaching program we released last year that really helps you to discover the dreams uh, in your heart, the things that God's placed in you, how you were created, what you were gifted for, all of those things, and how you can live them out um, in ways that uh, God, in the calling and purpose that God has for you. So these these series on the podcast are a little bit more. I explained it last week. If you haven't watched last week's uh, podcast, or sorry, listen to last week's podcast. I encourage you to do so because it really is the foundation of discovering dreams. And But I did explain that these podcast episodes are going to be a little bit more uh, mentorship. Uh, if that's mentorship-ishy, I think that's what I called it last week, if that's a word. But we're going to go with it, that it's a word. Uh, but the the online course is a little bit more coaching. We've got some coaching tools with it. It's very practical, a lot of hands-on stuff. How do I create a plan? What do I do? Uh, and all of those things. These podcast episodes are going to be a little bit more from a mentor perspective of just encouraging you and empowering you in this area of reclaiming your life, finding those things. If you're feeling stuck, if you're feeling worn out, if you're feeling overwhelmed or that life is chaotic or disappointments after 2020, a year of so much uncertainty and not sure where people are going to go. This is an opportunity to sort of recenter, refocus, and revision for your life. So that's what we're going to do over these next six weeks. This is the second episode. So again, if you haven't listened to the first one, go back and do that. Today, we're talking about a surrendered plan. If you're like me, Planning is a big part of your life. You like things planned out. You like to know what you're doing. You like to know how you're doing it. Uh, all of those things. And this episode is really good if you're a planner. I called it making a surrendered plan because I always want us to understand that. Just as it says in Proverbs that we can make our plans, but the Lord determines our steps. Like we just came out of a year like 2020 where Uh, So much of probably what we did plan or thought might happen in that year or what we had sort of envisioned for that year, all those things dreamed of for that year just did not come to pass, just didn't happen, got sidetracked, derailed, or we had to take a major shift. I know working at a church, 
it was a huge pivot in terms of going online and how do we, you know, do this discipleship pathway that we're developing um, and, and how do we do it online, but then also how do we plan for the future when we are back in person and, and what do we want to continue forward and what works for right now and all of those things are questions and, and big pivots that made it hard to really have a good plan, have a ministry plan, have a clear understanding of certain steps or or certain things to do. Or even, I know it was a struggle even as I'm planning out this ministry plan and everything of a, a budget and going, I have no idea what this year is going to look like in terms of well, if we meet back in person, can we have coffee? What's the cost of that? And right now we're not having coffee, so that cost isn't in. And all of these questions, I mean, that's just an example, but there's all these questions surrounding these things, including things even like a budget. I've got, man, I don't even know. Like last year this time, I could have told you what we were going to spend money on, how we were going to spend money on it, what we were going to do, what the programs we were going to implement, what leaders we needed. And suddenly we're in a year where all of that seemed to just shift and change. And so, so often we can actually get caught up. Like maybe we're at the place now. We talked last week about dreams and, you know, sometimes we get stuck on the discovering your dreams. Sometimes we get stuck on the believing in our dreams. And then sometimes we get, you know, for most of us, it, this is actually a good place or a common place, I should say, that we get stuck where it's like maybe we have these dreams and passions, but we get so caught up in what it needs to look like and what needs to happen that we don't end up living these dreams or we stop before it even starts because it just looks like there's too much involved or maybe things aren't right. I remember when uh, my husband and I were going to have children or we were thinking about having children and it was earlier on in our marriage and and people would ask us that question that becomes annoying when you're a young couple. You know, when are you going to have kids? When are you going to have kids? And I remember it was something that was a little profound for me at the time. Uh, but I remember talking to someone in my family and saying, well, you know, we were, had only been married a couple years. We just bought a small townhouse and stuff. And I remember saying like, well, you know, we want to work a little bit longer, get more finances, maybe even buy a bigger house before we have children, all these things. And I was listing off all these things that I wanted to happen before we had kids. And they said to me, if you wait for all those to be in place, you'll never have kids. And you know, I, and hear me out. I'm not saying if there's, you want to wait or give some years for a certain place, there's nothing wrong with that. Everybody's got to do what's right for them. But what I heard in that moment and what I understand to be true is that when we are always looking for our ducks to be in a row and everything to align, then there isn't that life of faith. There isn't that ability to just trust God, to take steps when we don't fully know what's going to happen. And I truly believe that there is nothing wrong with planning. I am a goal setter. Uh, I like to vision out things. I like to look at the year and say, what do I want to accomplish in this year? What do I hope for? How many books do I want to read? Uh, what do I want to do in this area, in this area? Where do I want to improve in my life? Like, I like looking at that. I think that's important. I think we need to 
do that every year. I encourage um, people to always journal things and write things down for that purpose. But I do believe so many of us get caught up in this idea of if things don't aren't perfect, especially type A's, especially people that like plans and like things to line up or very uh, organized people, that we miss out on what God wants to do. And part of that journey of what God wants to do, the way that God's name, we talked about our dreams need to glorify God, they need to edify others. And part of that glorifying God is a lot of times our dreams and our purposes and our calling are going to take us to these extreme moments of faith. That though we have a plan, we can't be so tied to this plan that we give up the moment things don't align, or we think that it's not of God's will the moment things align, or we just feel like it's too hard the moment things align, or it just might, must not be right. Because when we move out and when we start to step out, there are going to be these moments of faith. I always talk about the fact that the favor of God often comes after we take these steps of faith. Why? Because that is what faith is, that we would step out first, that we would trust God first, and then we would see what God would do. If we saw everything that God was going to do, if we saw everything that was going to happen, if we knew whether it was going to work out or not at the beginning, we wouldn't take these steps of faith. So if you want to live out your dreams, your goals, your purposes, your calling in God, be prepared for a surrendered plan. One that says, God, here's what I'm thinking. Here's some goals. Here's some plans. But God, I want to do what you've called me to do. I want to go where you've called me to go. I want to serve those that you've called me to serve. Whatever it looks like, God, I am surrendering these plans. Here they are. You know, it's like our children every day. There's certain ways that I want to raise them and there's certain things I want to teach them. And I do that. I have You know, I think about it. I read books about it. I talk to my husband about it. But at the end of the day, I have to surrender them to God and know that God's got what's best for them. That even when I'm struggling to understand, you know, how to discipline this one or how to reach this one or how to get this one to talk or all those questions that sort of rise up within you as a parent. When I have those questions, at the end of the day, I have to surrender them to God. And in the same way, we do that with our plans. That as we set out for the year, the five year, the 10 year, the even the next day or the next moment, God, here are, you know, even as you write them or, or journal them or whatever it might be, put them out before God as you are in your knees and say, God, I surrender these to you. That I wouldn't be so tied into the to the uh, each step and each moment that I lose sight of when maybe there is a redirection or maybe there's just a moment of faith that I have to step out or maybe it's just something that I didn't see when I made those plans. So what's the difference between just planning your dreams and a surrendered plan? Well, really, it's our posture toward it. We still create those goals. We still have, you know, we talk about a mission for our life uh, later on in this 
podcast series, but you know, we still have those things. We still think through, we still look at even our finances and you know, what are the resources I need? I mean, we do all that, but our posture around it is different. Our posture is one that says, God, I'm willing to pivot if I need to pivot. God, I'm willing to be flexible where I need to be flexible. God, I trust you in all of this. And God, I'm willing to step out in faith when I need to. And those are the things that make a difference between a plan and a surrendered plan. How do you respond when things don't go your way or things don't happen the way it was planned? That's how you can tell whether you're living out a plan or a surrendered plan. How do you respond when you had to pivot? How do you respond when you have a year like last year where everything sort of seemed to turn upside down? Routines and rhythms and kids schooling and jobs and everything and relationships and, you know, uh, vacation plans, all of those things. How do you respond. I'll be honest, I have difficulty with this. Like, you know, if I was planning a trip, I remember last year we actually got away on a family vacation before COVID hit. I'm so thankful we did. Uh, We went in February, but it was right at the beginning where there was starting to be like, hmm, I think we had like one or two cases in Ontario of COVID. So there was this little like creeping in of Um, you know, is COVID here? We have one case, but they traveled, you know, is it going to, there was all this kind of murmuring, but it wasn't like this full-fledged situation yet. And so at the airport, when we arrived, they weren't letting you do pre-check-in. So when we got, there was this massive line. I mean, we got there well three hours before our flight, and we were still six hours before from the time that we arrived to the airport to the time we got on our plane. So like I'm the kind of person where I don't care. I will go three and a half hours before my plane's going to arrive. And that, if that means that I get through in a half an hour and I have to sit for three hours, I would much rather that, that than be in a rush and be panicked and be running to the plane. Like I just, I will go four hours before if I need to know that I can just get through and be sitting there. So we were there over three hours before our plane was supposed to leave. And there was this huge line already and it still took six hours. And I remember this stress and tension of if I get here three hours before that is supposed to be enough time. Like they, the airport tells you to be here three hours before and I'm still not. And why is this taking so long? And are we going to get on this plane? And, you know, even a few times that they reassured us that don't worry, the planes are being held until everybody gets on their plane. And they kept saying that over and over again. But there was this stress that was rising up, this tension, this, but this isn't the way it was supposed to be. This isn't what is supposed to happen. I thought I was prepared. I was here in advance. I was here three hours. And that's what you told me to do. And now it's not working out. And to be honest, I was frustrated. And I was starting to let it get the better of me. The kids were getting cranky. They were tired. We were standing for so long. And I just remember this feeling of, don't let this ruin the vacation. Don't let this ruin this moment. And now I look back and it's just a story that we tell. We talk about it sometimes. Just going, oh my gosh, remember that time we were stuck six hours in the airport with the kids. And then we talk about this. 
But there was so much that I was going to let sort of just uh, the disappointment, the discouragement, all of that just sort of ruin that moment. And we can do that in life so often, right? Something doesn't work out or we think, okay, I've got this, this, and this lined up. And suddenly it doesn't work out the way it's supposed to be. And everything flips around for us. And what do we do in that moment? How do we respond? How do we react? Do we let it get the better of us? Do we let it control us? Do we get so disappointed that we thought we had everything worked out and planned out and it didn't happen that way that suddenly we stop or we lose sight of where we're going or we begin to just trust God and have faith that I didn't see it this way, I didn't think it was going to happen this way, but God, I know that you are in control. So four things quickly I just want us to understand about a surrendered plan. First of all, we need to stop striving and we need to start abiding. Be in the presence of God. Ask God, seek God. And in moments like these, like I mean, when we have moments like I did in the airport, but in life where it's a big decision, a, a big opportunity lost or a, a, an illness of a loved one, is our first response to run from God or to run toward him. And we need to be people that run toward him when the plan doesn't go the way we thought. Let's recenter ourselves towards God rather than complain and get caught up in the disappointment of the way that the plan didn't work out. Secondly, we need to determine how much of our need we have for control. Like some of us are not control freaks. Like my husband's just not someone that's like that. I'm more of the control freak. So for my husband, he probably has like a smaller degree meter when it comes to, hey, how much do I need to control my life and how much do I allow God to lead me? Uh, for us who are more control freaks, we probably have a higher meter. And so we need to work a little harder to bring that down of going, God, help this desire and this need to have control not consume me. You know, there's a strength in it to be a planner, to have things organized, to be prepared. That's good. But God, I want you to have control of my life. I want you to be in control. I want to trust you that you're in control. Number three, be still and listen. Listen to what God's saying. Have moments to be still. As you're planning, as you're goal setting as you're working things out do you have time to just sit and listen to God and not just worry about do 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 but are you being are you being in the presence of God are you allowing yourself to just listen and to hear from God and if you're not that's a great place to start and lastly trust God Trust God that he's got a greater thing in store, that whatever this derailment is or this disappointment is, it is actually redirecting you to a better place. It is actually redirecting you uh, to greater things and to what God is going to do. And so trust God in that. Stop striving and just abide in him. Uh, get to know him, be in his presence determine that need for control and start to bring that meter down. And you do that by just being still and listening and trusting God in the midst of it. That's what a surrendered plan is. Don't stop making those goals. Don't stop creating a vision board. Don't stop having a mission for your life. Don't stop even creating those smart goals in the, in the reclaiming your life 
in uh, lesson two, we go through smart goals, we go through good goal setting because that's important. It really is. But don't let it consume you to the point that you miss out when God is is working in your life, when God wants you to take those steps of faith. That's the difference between a plan and a surrendered plan. So if you want a little bit more coaching around how do I create a plan um, in the workbook, we have a whole project plan uh, that you can use. It's a template that's there for you. If you want to dive into that and get into that, you can register for Reclaiming Your Life online coaching program at mygrowthtrack.com. And if you're listening to this podcast, you can get 25% off just by using the coupon code podcast. So all capitals podcast, use that at checkout and you'll get 25% off. Thanks for listening to an episode of the art of personal leadership. We hope you enjoyed this podcast today. For more information about multipliers leadership, you can head to multipliersleadership.com. And don't forget a new episode every Tuesday morning.